0: This is Team Time, your weekly q session to building better teams and leadership practices. This series of episodes is part of the Better Teams podcast, hosted by me, Vincent, and Max. Thank you for being here with us. Have a good listening. Hey, hi Max. Hey Vincent. This week I'd like to bring back a question that we had a while ago from an attendee to a previous first-time leading teams coaching session and the question was how can I manage individuality in my team? I think this is a really interesting question uh, with many other questions and tensions behind it. Which is why I would like us to discuss today how it's possible as a manager to both foster a great team, encourage collaboration, while still developing individuals and get things done. As I said, I believe there are many tensions behind that question. Team and individuality, it does not necessarily go along well together. On the one hand, you have individuality, meaning that your person, you have ego coming in the way, the will to develop yourself personally and achieve things for and by yourself, which is very much related to the self made man, self made woman myth, the genius, the creator, a very standalone figure. And on the other hand, You have the team, right, implying collective effort, collaboration, and supposedly a reduction of ego and self-interest. And of course, it's not just related to business. As you know, I've been a literature teacher. I'm very much into philosophy as well. And you can go back a long time ago. You can go back to Plato, for example, and Plato's myth saying, for example, that nobody is self-sufficient, which is why we need in the first place to gather in groups, to create cities, to create teams. But closer to us, you have another philosopher, German philosopher, Immanuel Kant, developing a very interesting concept called unsocial sociability. And in this concept, you can really hear all the tensions and all the paradox, unsocial sociability. And what it means is that as people, we have, as Kant says, a propensity to enter into society. We don't like to be alone. We don't like to feel solitary. And I think in the COVID-19 situation with the lockdown, many people could feel that, can relate to that. We don't want to be alone for too long, at least. But on the other hand, sometimes we have a strong desire to have things done the way we want them to be done, which creates a natural resistance from us to enter into society. So we need, we want to enter into society, but at the same time, we are keen to tear society apart and to resist it. And even closer to present days, there's this famous quote that I think everybody knows, which says, there is no I in team. Very easy to understand, I think. Uh, there is no collective effort no collective success with egos and individualities in the way but on the other hand I discovered not so long ago uh, a quote from Michael Jordan the very famous basketball player which says almost as an answer to that he says there is an I in the win meaning that you know you need great players great individuals rock stars from your field of expertise to really win the game so having said all of that Um, My first question to you, Max, would be what do you usually say to teams or team leaders when they come to you with that dilemma of how can I balance better the needs of individual contributors with the team directives?
1: If I would have to react on that, I would say that the very, very important thing to do is to make sure that the common goal can be divided into sub-goals to which everyone in the team can contribute, but with their own specialties and interests i think that really makes a very big difference yeah
0: i agree but how do you create that common goal to which the team in all its diversity would commit
1: so really the first thing is to make sure the common goal is understood and things such as making everyone rephrase it are actually quite easy yeah You know, just ask everyone in the team to just rephrase what they understood. And this will already give you a very good uh, starting point to see where people started to interpret things differently. So that's already a very good starting point. Because when it comes to diversity of thought, you know, this can create a lot of tensions for no actual reason. Because we just happen to understand and express things differently. So simply rephrasing can go a very long way so that's just an easy tip to start with now when it comes to creating a common goal assuming that of course you received enough latitude to do so within your organization there are methods which can help you get there while giving enough room for each and everyone in the team to express themselves and in the process you actually get to know each other better
0: do you have concrete examples of methods that you use to do that
1: one of those methods is the lego serious play technique and i really enjoy using that one already for quite some years and i use it especially for building a team identity and we talk about core identity and aspirational identity so it goes beyond just a team goal so yeah just quickly and the method is making use of of metaphors you know by building lego models so i can't really detail the whole method here because it would be a podcast episode in itself but a key point is that every member of the team gets a chance to tell his or her story and present her understanding and vision of the team identity and goal So that, you know, everyone in the team gets to speak, you know, whether you're a super extrovert or super introvert, it doesn't matter. Everyone gets a chance to express themselves and to explain how they envision the team identity. And later on, as a team, you can build a shared model. So that's a very, very powerful method. And that way, everyone is heard, everyone is understood at the end. And you can even finish by uh, an extra round of uh, rephrasing so that's that's a good technique usually to to mitigate um, tensions when setting or explaining or coming together to a common team goal yeah
0: i also believe that having everybody to talk to express is is key in a workshop like that another question that i have would be how do you enable convergence Um, I mean, how do you allow and get through conflicts and divergence of opinions? How do you make sure to allow conflict, welcome and value divergence of opinions while still reaching convergence? How do you articulate these apparently conflicting situations, convergence,
1: divergence and conflicts? I partially answered this previously when talking about using a method to reach a shared goal. But while every team cannot use the LEGO Play method, although they should, and I really think if they want to do that, they should call me, <laughs> the key point is to have a facilitator. As soon as the topic which is planned to be addressed requires both individual contribution and a team convergence. It's very important to have this kind of third party in the room, especially if the team maturity is still low. So what do I mean by that? When the stakes are high, the topic complex and the team is in its early life, I think it's very good to have someone to help the team converge towards a commitment. So the team manager can play this role, but only if communicated in forehand that the team is empowered to decide on this topic on its own. Because you know, there is nothing more destructive for a team than a fake sense of freedom. If the manager pretends, you know, that the team can decide but essentially at the end he's only looking for advice and is just consulting the team and he will make his own or her own decision. That's not good, right? So if as a manager, you want to be the ultimate decision maker on a specific topic, be very clear with the team that you're seeking their input for your decision. Do not lead them to believe that they can decide when they can't. Very, very important. So here assuming that you know you want to decide together with them, an external facilitator is often a good choice. And a skilled Scrum master in a Scrum team, for instance, if you are involved in software development, is actually a very good asset in this case. So I would say a good facilitator will give enough room to everyone while keeping track of progress, making sure that you're actually converging. And I would even add that a good facilitator will help rephrase the goal or decision to make sure there is clarity. And we'll keep challenging the team members on the feasibility to ensure that there is a proper buy-in i think it's good to challenge the team to see whether we have the actual resources the actual competence to make that happen so asking this kind of questions from a third party is often easier so yeah once both the clarity and the buy-in are achieved only then the team can commit i think these are good um ways to deal with uh, the kind of tension which can arise from uh, a team acting together yeah absolutely
0: You're listening to the Better Teams Podcast. Thank you. We hope you enjoy it. Feel free to follow our Facebook page, Better Teams Podcast, to ask us questions and discuss these episodes or previous ones with fellow listeners. Now let's go back to our conversation. Another problem, like I said in the introduction of this episode, can be ego. What do you make of it? How do you look at it? And how do you make sure that at least the negative aspects of ego don't come in the way of collaboration? How do you promote collaboration? In the team
1: so the first thing is try to avoid working with engineers <laughs> <laughs> they are going to like that no it's a, I mean it's a joke obviously but uh, you know if you see that for instance in our team pitfall sessions what we've seen a lot is that uh, highly technical and talented people have trouble completing the challenge because the ego is taking too much space and what we see is that they try to impress each other as well you know with their uh, technical uh, expertise so yeah jokes aside I would say, give enough challenge to everyone to feel that they are being challenged enough (laughs) and so that they can show their individual talent. Very, very important. So when you define um, a direction for the team, make sure that there is enough room for individual talent as well but make sure that the common goal is significant enough that no one can actually do it alone so make sure to feed that individual ego because it's not a bad thing it helps people also pushing themselves you know to to what they can actually do you know so like you know they will grow through that process but make sure that the bigger goal the common goal the team goal is much bigger and cannot be achieved alone by a single person or by a single competence. So it has to be a team effort.
0: What about the COVID-19 situation and especially the lockdown? It was tough. It was tough for many people, for many teams, for many organizations. We ended up being alone. So this unprecedented situation, the lockdown, it forced us, it forced everyone to acknowledge its individuality, whether we liked it or not, whether we wanted it to to happen. It did happen
1: and we ended up being alone. I wonder, what do you think that do to a team okay well the situation is totally crazy you know we've never been through something like this before and actually what you see every sign we see in the street or on tv or on social media just reminds us that the other person is a threat right i mean think about it somehow in our subconscious it really is now you know we we have to stay away from each other to keep each other safe so that's something you know th- this gets into your mind right you know now, when you are watching a movie and you see people getting close to each other because that's a, you know an old movie or you know actually old, a six month old movie, it, you have this feeling, oh my god, you know, like uh, people are so close to each other and everything. They're not wearing masks. I mean, it starts to get into the subconscious of people. So you know, after all, you're allowed now to to relax distancing measures with your loved ones and close circle of friends, but you need to keep away from each other at work. So this contributes to distancing yourself from your teammates and you need to you need to rebuild that team yes so what do you do then
0: i mean how do you rebuild that team how do you reinforce it and if needed how do
1: you relaunch the team spirit well it's hard to say i would really suggest that team exercise but not as, not necessarily directly collocated a good mix of both remote and on-site to rebuild this trust because the future is not going to be either remote or on-site most likely, it's going to be both. You know, we're going to try to limit interactions because we are not rid of that thing, right? So one thing is to rebuild that trust, you know, or that my colleague is not a threat, eh, basically, to to kind of get rid of that feeling in subconscious. So of course, seeing each other will help. But of course, seeing each other with masks and everything, that's uh, that's a bit complicated as well. So I would say a good mix of both. So you should have exercise online and on site to, to rebuild that um that spirit but also that that psychological safety but also physical safety in that sense, right? So I would really encourage you to do both and all the good approach that we are discussing in our workshops on first-time leading teams and uh, leading remote teams for instance, I think these are very important so make sure that you know this kind of um, coffee break or coffee machine discussions or water cooler discussion as it's called, make sure that you keep that alive, you know? That's very simple to do it online. If you're using a tool like Microsoft Teams or Slack or any, uh, you know, basically uh, remote collaboration tools, make sure that you always keep a channel open for for the coffee break, for instance. That's very simple. You know, you just keep that thing open and whenever a colleague takes a, a coffee break or just a break at home, you know they could just hop onto that channel you know put their headset and have a conversation with whoever is having a break at the same moment and is hanging out on the channel and that way you know you kind of recreate the serendipity you would have in the office because it's quite rare that you know you go to the coffee machine and you know you expect to see a specific person right i mean if someone is at the coffee machine the whole day <laughs> there's another problem right so essentially when you go to the coffee machine to take your break in the office well you run into people and then you strike discussions. And that's what really reinforces uh, a team spirit, right? So um, I would say try to, to create these things, you know, try to create these things if not done already, because now we've been working remotely for quite some months now. So if you didn't do so already, just go ahead and do that. You know, that would be already a very good start. You know, you can have easier discussion and it's not fake. It's not OK. At two o'clock, uh, we all have a coffee break. This is very, very different to the experience you would have in, in person. So no, try to create something like this. And when it comes to uh, rewarding experiences, you know, um, so essentially getting back to the office, there are plenty of exercise to do that. And, you know, something like moving motivators can be very interesting where everyone is talking about their intrinsic motivations because maybe something has changed. A lot of people have actually changed. Most of us have changed through this experience. You know, we've learned a lot about ourselves, about our priorities, about how we feel about our jobs. So this whole uh, COVID confinement and lockdown. And so this would be very interesting because it's very likely that... Uh, that your colleagues have changed and that you've changed, so why not talking about it? You know, maybe things which are which were not fueling you before are now fueling you. They are giving you energy and the other way around. So these are very good exercise. And of course, you know, I can I can only recommend doing a team pitfalls exercise as well because that's really how you get to know your team. But uh, that's not what we are here for today. There are plenty of exercises, and uh, I would be happy to make a, a really cool list about that. I think that would be an interesting post as well, and uh, even a dedicated um, podcast episode. I think that would be interesting. We should uh, we should ask our listeners if uh, if they would have a need for such uh, such a list and uh, such a topic.
0: Yeah, actually, let us know. Um, DM us. Leave a comment on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, let us know if you would be interested in such a list. And actually, Max, since you talk about uh, LEGO Serious play, uh, intrinsic motivators, and, and relaunching the team, just want listeners to know that we actually put everything, the best of what we know, into one workshop, which we called Team Relaunch. It's a comprehensive one-day training to relaunch your team, really from building its identity to setting the right delegation of tasks. We made it really interactive. You learn by doing together. You benefit from a complete checkup from who you are as a team to what you do, what you want to do and how you want to do it. You really get everything. It's a holistic approach. We start with the LEGO Serious Play session and then we help you identify your intrinsic motivators, discover what motivates you as a team, strengthen engagement, commitment in the team. And at the end of the day, we help you build up that commitment, uh, setting clear goals, and tasks so really if you feel the need to have that special time with your team to relaunch come stronger have clear goals objectives and better team dynamics i really think this is a good investment of time money and and effort that was my advertisement minute but i do think it can make a difference for you uh, and your team um okay max if you don't have anything to add i think we can stop there thanks a lot welcome thank you for listening to this team time episode of the better teams podcast one last word from me to invite you to go to the youtube channel simply called better teams with max and vince go check out our videos there is additional original content there and remember to subscribe it's very important that way you can help our content to reach and help more people thanks a lot i'll be seeing you on youtube then and in the next episode